Hey, it's John from CityCast. If you're in the mood to pamper yourself a little bit this week while supporting cruelty-free products, you should check out Bone Cur Home and Wellness. It's the best place in Portland to find everything from chic home decor to cannabis accessories. They've got a curated collection of vegan and cruelty-free home goods and wellness products because their name is French for kind heart, after all. You'll get a 20% discount on your first order when you sign up for emails this week at boncoeur.net. That's B-O-N-C-O-E-U-R.net. And use the code BONCOEURCITYCAST20. Today on CityCast Portland, we're picking the best cocktail bars in town, which are the all-around favorites, which make the best date night spots, who has the most adventurous menus, and can you still get a decent drink for cheap in Portland? Helping me figure this all out are our very own producers, John Atariani and Julia Fioioni. Added bonus, we somehow built in a drinking game. Just take a sip anytime you hear one of us say the words vibe or space. Well, we just couldn't help ourselves. So go grab your bespoke ice and shaker. We're talking cocktails. It's Tuesday, November 7th. I'm Claudia Meza, and this is what Portland's talking about. John, Julia, welcome. Thanks. Hey, thank you. So glad that you both were able to make it today. Oh, yeah. Um, to, <laughs> to talk about one of our favorite things, uh, cocktails. 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 Listener, we have not yet had any cocktails. (laughs) Unfortunately Unfortunately so. (laughs) But I'm still very excited to talk about cocktails. Did you guys know that no one really knows the origin of cocktails? (laughs) I was going to come in strong with like a little bit of knowledge that usually just knocks you both on your ass with how much I know. But this time I was like, I Googled so hard, you guys. I almost (laughs) even opened up a book. And like, everyone's just like, "Eh." (laughs) Like, John, you were a bartender. This is a big reason why we're doing this entire chat cast. Like, what is the history of a cocktail? Yeah, cocktails are kind of like the first American invention. Mm -hmm. Um, Before jazz, before like any other art forms, Cocktail was like America's first gift to the rest of the world. A lot of the history of the cocktail is related to the growth of ice and being able to create ice. Um, But there are all these accounts in the 1800s of these travelers going and seeing these magical bartenders whipping up these concoctions for people. Um, Because before that, it was like you either got a whole bowl of punch or you just bought a bottle of whiskey. Mm. The idea of mixing drinks to order was a really, really novel idea, you know. Yeah, I heard that our cocktail was based loosely on the British punch, Mm -hmm. like the Pimm's cocktail. But I also heard, and John, this could just be, you know, some wayward Googling, but I heard that the reason we started (laughs) making cocktails, aside from the ice, was because we were just sort of honing in our alcohol making skills and our alcohol was really bad. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That our alcohol was so rough. Like it was basically (laughs) just like ethanol, straight up moonshine. That they're just like, what if we just put a little... uh, sugar mm-hmm. in there and some water and yeah, like oh yeah. now it's now it's sippable you know 
And then came the vests and the fancy shakers and, and stuff. And yeah, and then and then the mustaches started getting waxed. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, John, you've worn a vest in your life. What do you call it? <laughs> You're wearing a vest right now. Don't lie. <laughs> I, I, I am wearing a hoodie and a t-shirt. But uh, yeah, this is. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you had to just like just so you guys know, I'm not wearing a vest. <laughs> <laughs> He's lying. I could probably dig it out of my closet. I think I've still got some of the, the <sighs> costume pieces back there. So next cocktail show, I'll come uh, fully decked out. I would love that. So we're gonna we're gonna hone in on the best cocktail bars, you know, for date nights, for adventurous drinks. How are we gonna narrow this down? Because pretty much any good like self-respecting restaurant also has a cocktail menu and they're not slacking. So if we're just gonna hone in on cocktail bars, like what are our parameters? What's different from like a normal bar? I think right off the bat, for me, the environment stands out the most. I think of a cocktail bar and I imagine a very dimly lit, intimate space with small seating and usually a more limited menu where mm-hmm. the focus is on the cocktails and, and how they're presented and mm-hmm. how you feel while drinking them. Yeah, I think it is a lot about vibe. I mean, 15 years ago, it would have been there are restaurants and then there are cocktail bars. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think you can have a restaurant that is also cocktail focused if it feels like the bar is the centerpiece of the room. Okay. That's sort of like what I would go on. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would also just say um, when I Google this place, if it says cocktail bar on it, I'm going to just say, oh, it's a cocktail <laughs> bar. Because <laughs> 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 there are some places that are just like cocktail bar. And you're like, all uh-huh. right, gotcha. <laughs> so we could also go by that. Let's start off strong. Like what's everyone's favorite all around cocktail bar? All right. My first pick for fave all around is somewhere that's nearby, which just makes sense. And it's the Sheku Bar, which opened up about a year and a half ago. Um, And I just checked it out this weekend. So it's pretty fresh in my mind. Very classic neighborhood spot, uh, small seating environment, but the bar is the main focus. And the thing that stands out to me the most is just how friendly the owners and the bartenders are. You walk in and you feel like you're at home immediately. But what's special about it is they have a really tasty Japanese-inspired menu with foods like pork katsu, rice bowls, but also killer smash burgers. And then the main thing is they have a four-page long cocktail menu with cocktails that are really creative using ingredients like matcha and ginger. Mm. So it's just a nice, like, balanced experience for the types of things that you can go there for. Their happy hour is great. Um, so all around, just banging spot for me. Mm. I've never been there. Where, where is it? It's off of uh, Sandy in Northeast, right nice. near the Hollywood District. What about you, John? Oh, hard to narrow it down, but I think like my gold standard cocktail bar is the Rum Club, uh, also on Sandy in Southeast. Uh, tiny little horseshoe-shaped bar, and you just feel like you're right there with the bartenders. They're mm-hmm. really friendly, but also just really killer at the drinks that they make. And this place is really special to me because when I was a bartender, when I first moved to Portland, this kind of became like the industry after-hours spot, right? So mm-hmm. like you get mm-hmm. off your shift at midnight, and then you know that all the other bartenders from around the region are going to end up at the Rum Club, hanging out there till 2.30 in the morning. Um, it feels like it's super cocktail focused. They have incredible rum cocktails, which I think are kind of 
not the most respected these days. And they're underrepresented. Yeah. Underrepresented, mm, you know? Sure. I mean, and I think that some of their rum cocktails are the things that like stand out to me as like notable Portland originals, right? Their rum club daiquiri, which they make with like a maraschino liqueur and absinthe, is like out of this world. Um, but they also have a bunch of other stuff. If you're just like, no way, I don't do rum. They've got a bunch of other spirit cocktails on the menu too. Mm. Um, so like, yeah, the drinks are excellent, but it's just like a cozy, great, comfortable space where you feel like you are being invited in and participating in the vibe of the room, which is what I really like about it. That sounds so nice. That is really nice. Um, <laughs> I have <laughs> I have two places, and this is why. One of them does not offer food. So really, I shouldn't even be counting this, but the reason I am is because this is my cocktail bar. Like, this is the mm-hmm. one I go to the most, and it's going to be surprise, everyone. Surprise. It's in St. John's, and it's the Garrison. I love the Garrison. I think they're really good at what they do. John is just like in disbelief, like, really? <laughs> no, no, I would have put Garrison in my top five, for sure. Yeah. I love the oh, Garrison. Yeah. Go on. I mean, they're not pretentious. You know, Mike and Micah, who are the main bartenders, they make all of their own everything. You know, like they're like, oh, what's in season? This summer they had this banging strawberry liqueur that they were just like, oof. They're just so good at what they do. They're so chill. There's a TV and it's communal and you can just sit there. And it's also a really nice space. Like it feels good in there. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. only drawback is there is no food. So you have to get food from other places and you bring it in and they're, and they're cool with that, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and there's a million restaurants like within 50 yeah. yards. Yeah. Just like sprinkled around there. The, one of the things that I love about the Garrison is that it feels like a place that you can go in with a friend and have a really good time. But it also is the sort of place that feels comfortable going in by yourself, you know? Yes. And, and I think that, you know, that is like a really tricky kind of hospitality needle to thread mm-hmm. to be able to create a space that has the vibe where the bartenders know just enough to like give you a bit of presence and a bit of warmth, but like also give you your space too. Mm. They also love dogs. Mm-hmm. They have dog treats. My dog, whenever I walk by there, she just like makes a beeline. Like sometimes I don't even want to drink, guys. <laughs> My dog <laughs> is just like, we must go to the garrison. And they also, let me just like keep praising the garrison. They have a really good indoor-outdoor space as well, yes, which I think yes. is kind of rare for cocktail mm-hmm. bars. That like they have an outdoor seating area that is just as comfortable as being inside. Mm. John kind of nailed it. I, I feel like I didn't have to say a fucking word about this. Like, <laughs> like this was my answer, but John took it. And it, he's 100% right. Yeah, all those things. The other thing I wanted to say was uh, the other bar I wanted to talk about. I would think this is a little controversial because they're definitely playing the like, can you even get in here vibe, which I, mm. to be honest, hate. Like, I hate that like <laughs> oh. exclusivity. But yeah. I was trying to go to another cocktail bar this weekend, which also made my list. Ironically, that bar, which is normally just like, yeah, everyone come on in, was like booked and they're like 45 minutes mm. out. And I was like, for a cocktail? Like in Portland? Like, <laughs> what do you think this is? Brunch? <laughs> I know, like three blocks away, I'm going to get a cocktail. Like, yeah, I'll see you later, you know? So I was like, all right, let's go to Susol. And if you guys know what Susol is, Susol is like this really, like, no name. You have to know that it oh. exists. It's the sister bar of Khan, which is one of the hardest restaurants to get into in Portland right now. So Susol has the same kind of vibe. Like, there's a person outside just texting the bar manager whose entire job is to keep the vibe at, a like, optimum. And only allows X amount of people. Not joking. This is what happened to us. So we go in and they're just like, how many? I was like, Mm -hmm. two. We're like, hold on. Texty text. 
they're like, all right, you can go in. And we're like, oh, okay. So of course, immediately we're like, well, oh, we made it. You know, so we go in. There's like, <laughs> it's not packed to the brim. It's just like enough where all the bartenders are able to breathe and do a really good job. We just realized that. We're like, oh, I know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Do you think they also assess the group off of vibe? Like if they're feeling good about you, they'll let you in. But if not, they're like, nah, try <laughs> again next time. <laughs> Who knows? So I sit down immediately. I'm flanked by like three amazing bartenders all wanting to tell me, what's good on the menu, um, being really sweet and just like wanting to have a conversation with me. Do you know, mm. like that's, I feel like a good cocktail bar immediately makes you excited that you're there and that you're having a cocktail, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I also went to Susol a couple of weeks ago and the thing that stuck out to me is that since it's like in a basement level, it's underground, you know, it really has this sort of like complete wraparound vibe um, mm-hmm. where you feel like you're really in that space, which is like kind of a cool feeling. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Sousol is actually basement in French is what I was told. And I was oh, like, oh, that makes but, sense. It, but to, to add to that, John, it did make me feel like I was hanging out with the cousins. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, when you're, when yeah. upstairs mm-hmm. is the, the party, right? Like that's where all the adults are hanging out and they got yep. into the restaurant and they're paying a gajillion dollars for whatever. <laughs> and then you're in the basement with the cousins and you're like, hey, what's oh, good? Oh yeah. So you got away from the parents. You're like maybe yeah. playing some video games. Or like foosball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But here's the reason why I'm like, no guys, this is the place is you can order food from Khan. You could, they have no. a limited menu so you can order the things upstairs that you can't get into and they're so good. So we just like, we're like, wow. okay, we're going to get a cocktail and we just ordered food. <laughs> like we're just nice. like, let's have the chicken wow. wings. Let's have this. And it came out like that. And I was like, did we just like hack the system? You know? <laughs> <laughs> You're kind of blowing my mind right now. <laughs> it was so, and oh my God, these chicken wings, like the best chicken wings I've had. I don't know. I mean, John, you've been mm-hmm. to cons, so you know, like they were so good. Khan's food was incredible. Yeah, I went I went after eating at Khan, so I couldn't even look at the food menu, but I did have a really nice cocktail at Susol. Okay, so the first cocktail I had there was like their play on the Sazerac. And this gentleman who brought it out also brought out my friend. He he got like a fruitier cocktail and the ice cube was like see-through. Do you know what I'm talking about? Those mm-hmm. ice cubes. And so mm-hmm. immediately I was like, are you guys doing this here? How are you doing this? And they're like, no, we're, we're buying them. And I was already like, oh, okay, you guys are like not messing around. You're buying your ice cubes. And this dude was so sweet. Everyone helped us out. I didn't want to get a second cocktail with alcohol because I was driving. So I, I got a uh, NA. And if you guys probably know this, but Greg Orday is very famously sober. So their uh, non-alcoholic cocktail list is banging. It's killer. Yeah. I went ahead and got uh, something that uh, another bartender was just like, hey, you guys just had the chicken wings. Could I recommend the next cocktail. I was like, yes. And she was like, okay, because this is like the best follow-up. And she was right. It was like this coconut cocktail, no alcohol. I couldn't tell because it had so much depth and flavor. Wow. Like I was actually sipping it. It was so good. And that's what made it an all around because I was like, oh, you can bring your sober friends. The only drawback again is that it it does feel slightly exclusive. Mm-hmm. Like who knows? Like what if like I was wearing the wrong thing and they're just like, get the hell out of here. You yeah, know, I don't exactly. know. <laughs> who knows? And also these cocktails are like $20. Like they're expensive. Yeah. Okay. Like my non-alcoholic cocktail was 12 bucks. Everything else was like 17 to 20. And that's, that could be a little prohibitive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. All right. Well, let's take a quick break here. And when we come back, let's talk about the best date night cocktail bars. Mm. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Let's talk about a date night. Where would you go? Which cocktail bar would you take your date? Ooh, I can start with this one. Mm -hmm. So uh, my pick is the Emerald Room in Mm. Kearns. So it's inside the Amesure Gin and Bourbon Distillery space. Um, And just picture this. It's everything's emerald tiled with gold accents. Mm. So it's immediately very inviting. Oh, it's beautiful. It feels like a nice space to be in. It's very peaceful. Somewhere you can also go on your own for a self-date, but take someone you want to impress. Um, They have a lot of small dim sum-inspired plates that are very tasty. And when I went there, it was a few months ago in the summer, I ordered the mint julep. And it was one of my favorite drinks I've had in Portland. Super fresh and well-balanced. But the, the space itself is a little bit tucked away in the Kearns District, so it's not as popular from what I've seen, which makes it seem kind of special and and fun to show somebody. I've never been there either, but you sold me on Mm -hmm. it. Um, I'm gonna pick the Liftoff Lounge on Northeast Sandy. Have you guys ever been there? Oh yeah, I love that spot. So this place is super cool. They they say that they're inspired by like the supper clubs of like the mid 20th century, and it's got this like super retro vibe going on. Um, The drink list is like super classic, a lot of like Manhattans, like traditional type drinks, as well as some other kind of quirky older drinks. Like they have a grasshopper on the menu, which is like a creme de menthe thing. And they have a jukebox that is an authentic 45 jukebox. It like actually plays records. And it's all like period music too. I think that sometimes bars can do this sort of thing in a way that feels really gimmicky, you know, of like, we're a retro bar. But with with (laughs) Liftoff, I really feel like they nail it like top to bottom. And it just feels like a really special place. Like really great booths. I feel like it's increasingly hard to find a good booth at a bar. The, you know what I mean? <laughs> I love a booth. I get it. But like they've got <laughs> nice booths. Yeah. Lift off lounge. Um, super, super great. Mm-hmm. Nice. I love that space. It's very easy to feel like you've been transported to another space when you go there. A space that transports you to another space. <laughs> I got I got I got to check it out. You got to check it out. Honestly, this this space feels like you're in space if we want to talk about spaces. <laughs> Well, you know, I really actually love the Scotch Lodge for like a date just because I I like their menu as well. Like you can get a decent, like that could be your dinner. <laughs> you oh know, yeah, it's- the food at the Scotch Lodge is incredible. Mm-hmm. And I really like their wallpaper. I don't know. And I don't know if you guys remember, uh, probably not you, Julia, but that used to be Biwa, which was like this like mm-hmm. kind of like fun Japanese style restaurant, and I really miss Biwa. So whenever oh my I, gosh, you're right. Yeah, I totally didn't put the two together. Yeah, it's the yeah. Same I mean, room. you even like because you walk down and all that, yeah. just like Biwa, because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's uh-huh. a little underneath like floor level, and yeah. and whenever I'm there, it just reminds me of like 
in my 20s going to Biwa. And so I'm immediately just like, I love it here. <laughs> well, let's move on to which cocktail bars have the most adventurous drinks. I can go on this. And this is sort of a funny choice for me because I normally prefer sort of like dark spirit stirred drink cocktails. I'm not a big like tiki cocktail person. Mm -hmm. But the one place that I think is really doing it right is Hey Love. Mm. I love Hey Love. Oh my gosh. Such a good bar. Southeast Burnside. And like the stuff that they have on their menu, they're not the sort of things that I normally would go towards. Um, you know, a lot of like uh, fruit juices and tropical flavors and pineapple, but like they they just nail it every single time. And and they have some of the best slushies of anywhere that I've ever had in Portland. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of love this like new world of slushy drinks as being a super creative space. And I feel like I've gotten a couple slushies at Hey Love that I'm just like, I could drink this all day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For myself, when I think of an adventurous drink, the first place that comes to mind is Angel Face. Uh, near 28th and Burnside. Yeah. And Solid. if you've never been, a uh, classic cocktail environment where the bar is the focus, dimly lit. Uh, but the thing that's special about it is you sit down at the bar and the bartender asks you what types of flavors of drinks that you usually like, and they come up with something to share with you. So you never know what you're going to get every time. And it's inspired by classic cocktails, but there's always a bit of a twist to account for your flavor profile. And every time I've gone, I've always really enjoyed um, all of the drinks that I've had and also just being there. It's it's really nice and the food's great too. Mm -hmm. I feel like I've just been telling you too for every one of one of your. And the reason <laughs> being is that my they're not like perfect picks. Immediately, Houston Blacklight has some of the most interesting drinks I've ever had. Do I love them? Like sometimes I'm like, I just drank bone broth with alcohol. Like that's what it will taste like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I agree. I've ordered like a handful of drinks and maybe two of them. I've been like, oh, it's good. <laughs> so when I say the most, you know, interesting drinks, I really mean that. I mean that that's some adventurous stuff. Mm -hmm. Like if you just want to like get your ass kicked by something like that, you don't understand <laughs> what is in it, please go to Houston Blacklight. I think it's, have you guys been there? Yeah, I have. I have not. I'm a little bit sad about it because the bar that used to be there, the Nightlight Lounge, I mm -hmm. loved so much. So it's sort of like, I miss my old space, yeah. but I've heard good things about it. Mm -hmm. The other one that I wanted to talk about, and the reason it didn't make my 100% list, is because I would rather hang out at Houston Blacklight than this place. And it's because this place is like in the Pearl. <laughs> so it's already oh, like, no. got across the river. And also... It was one of those bars that when it came out, like in the early aughts, it was just on like everyone's list, right? So it made like all the adult magazines, like it was on Playboy. It was like- I know on, where you're going with this, yeah. You know, and so I feel like now the clientele is like of a certain generation and they're all mm. businessmen because it's of where it is and it's location next to so many hotels. And I'm talking about the teardrop. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's one of those places where if you're going to go, bring more than a friend. Like you're going to need a group to make yourself feel okay in that part. I'm just speaking for myself because <laughs> yeah. it just feels like an airport lounge bar sometimes not yeah. the yep. inside space the inside space is beautiful it's just the straight up vibes like you look around and you're just like who are these people do they even live in portland <laughs> yeah yeah do you know what i mean like i'm flown in I, I haven't been to the teardrop in a while but like i've always had really great drinks there always so the teardrop is perhaps the portland bar that i was hit on most aggressively by a woman in her mid-50s <laughs> there we go this makes a lot 
lot of sense. Oh my god. It was a very drunk and like very aggressive woman in her mid-50s who took a liking to me at like five in the afternoon at, at Teardrop once. And you know she's married in Cincinnati. <laughs> she was out with her friends. She was out with the girls. They were having a night. Yeah, they were at a, some sort of convention. Mm-hmm. So every drink I've had there is just so delicious. Just the most interesting garnishes. You can just tell that the bar manager always comes around and is like, how do you like your drink? You know what I mean? Like, they're just on it. Mm -hmm. Most of the uh, ingredients, I'm just like, I don't know what this is. (laughs) And that's why, to me, it's adventures. I'm like, just going to spin it here. Like, I don't know. Just hopefully I like this. Um, But I really dig it. The only thing, again, that I'm just like not 100% on is just uh, the general vibes and no diss. It's just like, you know, you like certain things like Houston Blacklight feels more like my vibe, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, even though I'm not 100% on their drinks. <laughs> so it's like if I could get the teardrop bar menu and bartenders over at Houston Blacklight. <laughs> I swear you come right back, John. I know you miss nightlight, but you you come right back. I, I mean, I no, like the black light is on my list. I definitely okay. want to check it out. If you go get the jello shots because there's a popping boba inside of them. Yeah. See what I'm saying? And the flavors are amazing. Like mango and guava, very tasty. Into it. Yeah. <laughs> well, Let's talk about some good, cheap cocktails. Like, what places would you guys recommend? Um, best deal in cocktails, hands down, is the Alto Lounge, where they have a $5 cocktail happy hour. Oh. You can get cocktails for five bucks. And, and like, and like the food is really cheap. Their, their happy hour is, like, out of this world. Damn. Not necessarily, like, the finest cocktails of all time, but, like, solid, good cocktails solid. that, like, Absolutely. you could easily charge twice as much money for. My other one, which I think is the best deal in cocktails, is at Wonderly, uh, which is on Northeast Fremont. Um, Small, nice, again, horseshoe-shaped bar. But they have on their menu a martini and a half and a Manhattan and a half. And it's exactly (laughs) what it sounds like. It's like 16 bucks, which is like a little bit much for a drink. But they give you a full cocktail and then like a half of another cocktail in a side carafe. (laughs) Oh, that's so fun. Okay. Okay, wonderful. You know, sometimes you want like a little bit more than one cocktail, but you don't want a full second cocktail. Get a Manhattan and a half. It solves a problem that we didn't know could be solved. So yeah, wonderly. Love that place. (laughs) Well, what is the best cheap cocktail in town, uh, according to you, Julia? Okay, so this is a hotel cocktail bar. It's called Abigail Hall in downtown. And... My favorite thing about this spot is that they have all-day happy hour on Mondays. I always get the Monday blues, so it's something to look forward to, an excuse to go out. Um, Very chic environment, tucked away towards the back of the lobby. And it has that same appeal of feeling like it's kind of like an escape because it's in a hotel lobby and you start to feel like the guests are mysterious and from out of town, so it's fun to kind of play that up. But their cocktails are only $9 during their happy hour. They're made really well, and they have um, different takes on the classic cocktails and also more adventurous options as well. But on top of that, their food menu is really solid and also very cheap during that happy hour. Um, So highly recommend. It's somewhere you can also go and just kind of like read a book next to the fireplace Mm -hmm. and be on your own. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's it's one of my favorites. Yeah, you know— I'll be honest, I'm a little out of the loop uh, as to, you know, 
where we can find cheap cocktails. Like, John, when mm-hmm. you said the Alto Lounge, I was so excited. But also, I was just like, that was my pick. Because <laughs> that's the only one I know. I'm like, the Alto Lounge is just like a solid, you know, um, yeah. go-to. <laughs> yeah. Somewhere that I have not yet been, but I'm really curious about is Sad Valley. Oh, yeah. Love Sad Valley. Yeah. So this is like the death-themed bar that has mm-hmm. an unhappy hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. It goes from four to six. And it, uh, they have... Uh, 550 draft cocktails. So that might be that might be a spot for the list. It's great. Yeah. yeah. If you like Houston Blacklight, similar energy. Cool. Well, guys, thanks so much for hanging out and sharing your favorite cocktail places. Anyone listening, if you have a cocktail bar that you feel uh, would hit any of the of the questions we had and you, you want to suggest it, please feel free to email us and let us know because we, we want to know. I think we're all Big fans of cocktails here. (laughs) Big fans. Big fan. (laughs) Two thumbs up. And now for your microdose of news. Portland's population is declining, but rents are projected to rise next year because there are currently only 28 Portland apartment buildings under construction. That's half as many as last year. A big reason being that higher interest rates are making building projects too expensive for developers to profit from. So housing experts are asking the legislature to help bridge the financing gap. And the Hillsborough Medical Center, which is part of the OHSU health system, has opened a food pantry in its basement for staff in need. Willamette Week reports the hospital has put up notices urging employees with means to help contribute keeping the pantry stocked. But weirdly, the note left out management helping by contributing to pay raises. For even more local news and events, sign up for our daily newsletter, Hey Portland. We'll throw a link in the show notes. That's all for today here on CityCast Portland. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with a friend, rate, or leave us a good review. It really does help us out. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more from around the city. Until then, see you at Slim's. <laughs>